Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 489, and today I'm pretty excited because we're going to be talking about a big Amazon update, really about helping us drive external traffic without hurting our listings. This is pretty crazy, and I've actually invited Chris back on. Chris Schaefer, that is, if you guys are brand new, a good friend of mine, business partner of mine, who is actually going to be breaking down all the ins and the outs because he just loves, loves this kind of news. So, Chris, what's up, man? You ready to dive into this or what? Yeah, I'm uh, apparently I'm a news nerd. No, I'm I'm really fired up. You were actually out of town when they made these announcements. I was. I'm sending you screenshots and you just text me back, what the heck does this mean? I have no idea what you're talking about. And then as I explained it to you, you were like, oh, this is pretty cool. And, you know, in, in typical Amazon fashion, they're making a liar out of us, right? <laughs> like a lot of the stuff that we said, maybe we shouldn't do that in the past. They're actually letting us do now in a way that makes sense. And I'm pumped about it because I think Amazon is finally doing things for sellers that not only help Amazon, but they help us help them, right? Like this is an ecosystem where if we work with Amazon on some of these things, it benefits both of us. And in the past, it always kind of felt like we had to go around and, you know, run some some end arounds and do some of all these crazy things yeah. to get some of this stuff to work. And now Amazon is like, oh, hey, maybe uh, maybe this does make sense. And yeah. so they're rolling out some stuff to allow us to do some things like drive external traffic to Amazon. And I don't know track how well it performs. Wow, that'd be amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, it, it's one of those things that you'd think would be a common sense thing, but hasn't been until right now on Amazon. So, Scott, there's two big updates that we wanted to talk about that both relate to the same topic. Where did you want to start? Well, first, I wanted to start by saying that when you interrupted me that day through a text, I was at a Yankee spring training game. So um, that is why I wasn't totally in tune. Um, so just to let people know, I wasn't uh, just, uh, you know, out there taking a nice drive through the park. Um, I was actually at a Yankee game, so it's pretty important stuff. But God, I don't uh, think you're supposed to drive through parks. Um, yeah, walking those through the park. Those, those are walking paths. <laughs> golf cart? Can can you do it through oh, a golf? Gosh. Can you do it with a golf cart? We have we have golf cart pads around here. I'm just picturing you driving through a park and people <laughs> diving out, out of the way of your jeep. Like I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> anyway. right. Get out of the way. All right. Um, but anyway, I thought that was an important thing to note there. But yes, uh, you know, I think what we should do here is really talk about why we think this is important. I mean, we, you and I have been talking a lot about external traffic, but also how it's, it's not, it's not as easy as being able to just say, Oh, let's just go ahead and drive traffic to our listing. We don't want to do that because it can hurt our conversions and that can hurt our ranking and all of that stuff. Right. But now with this new thing, it kind of takes that away in a sense. And that's what I really want to talk about. And also, I mean, you and I haven't really had a deep dive conversation about this other than you're saying like, Hey Scott, I'm going to set some stuff up. I'm going to give it a test. And I'm like, okay. Um, and then we'll talk about it when the results come in or whatever. Um, but I, I know the basis of it, but I want you to kind of give me like, what is it and what is it going to do for us as sellers? So which one? Let's talk about two. Let, let, let's talk about the landing page thing, right? The the social okay. media page, I guess, is what what they're trying and, to call it, I guess. And this is something that's pretty cool for me. So if you guys go into advertising and promotions, uh, you may or may not see this at this point. It's something that was apparently limited to like brand registry 2.0 people, uh, but the accounts that I've seen it in are not enrolled in brand registry, the new version at least. Uh, and I know I had 
some people and some listeners like our buddy Nick Gamble, who said they're using it. A bunch of people in the Facebook group said that it popped up for them, too. It's called a social media promo code. And where is that found now, Chris? That's in your advertising tab under promotions. Um, now, if you're not in the dot-com marketplace, I'm not sure if it's there. I know sometimes setting up promotions, like in UK, I think it's under the inventory tab. Mm -hmm. And .ca, it's in the inventory tab. Wherever you set up your percentage off coupons uh, is, is where you should be able to find that. So it's going to be under advertising and promotions. And what you'll see is a new promotion type called social media promo code. You may or may not already have this. If you do, I would suggest taking a look at it. And Amazon does some things in here that make actual sense. Um, <laughs> Imagine <laughs> that. Have, yeah, it's it's kind of a miracle. Um, one of the things that happened, Scott, and if, for those of you who are listening, if you're newer, you've only ever been able to experience what we what we refer to as percent off codes, right? So 99% off, 50% off, 25% off. Amazon used to allow us to give away a dollar off, right? So if I had a $20 product, I could say instead of 25% off, I could say, give them $5 off. Right, right, right. Was that, does that math work? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're good. My math teachers are rolling over in their grave right now. Uh, they're actually also alive. As well, <laughs> so I don't know why I said they're rolling over in their grave, but we'll go with it. Uh, they're still limiting these social media promo codes to percentage off, but one of the big problems with these percent off promotions in the past has you, you weren't able to limit the quantity of uh, the units that it was redeemed on, right? Okay, yeah. You could limit it to one transaction. So mm -hmm. if I put one unit in my cart and bought it, I wouldn't be able to use that code again as a buyer. The problem is, even with the one-time use codes where you set it up and you would get a unique code and I would get a unique code, if I put 20 in my cart, it would apply 20% off or 25% off, whatever we set that to, 99% off to all 20 of those items because I'm still buying them in one transaction. Right. Inside of the social media promo codes, the thing that popped up first for me that I noticed is that one, they are only group codes, right? So there's one code for everybody, but they actually have a different uh, way of distributing these now. And in step three, when you're setting up the promo code, instead of choosing like group, single use, whatever, they have redemptions per customer mm -hmm. as a radio button option. And so I can limit it to one unit in one checkout which is a miracle, right? <laughs> it's exactly. kind of what we're able to do with a dollar off because if I could give you $5 off, it'd be $5 off your order. If you ordered 20 of them, you'd still only get $5 off, right? right? But right. with percentage, it was applied to the whole cart. We can do unlimited units in one checkout. So if we want people to be able to add 20 to their cart, we can do that. Or you can have unlimited units in unlimited checkouts. So I can just let as many people buy it as often as they want with that discount code. So that was the first thing that really stuck out to me is now if we have multiple variations, right? This was always a problem for people. And I know it was a problem in the TAS group with our buddy Alex, uh, with our buddy Jarrett. If you have a ton of variations, they could come in and buy every color, right? Now they can only buy one, but you don't have to set up 50 different promo codes to account for, okay, well, if you want the black one, you don't need to do that. You can still create the ASIN list of all of your different colors and then they can only add one. It's only applied to one at checkout. So you don't have to set up like a ridiculous complex promotion. You set up one of these, you tell Amazon how many ASINs you want it applied to, and then you select one unit in one checkout. And they can only redeem it on one, which is, is pretty cool. Uh, but that's not even the reason that I'm excited about this. I thought that was kind of a neat little thing. Yeah, but when you, 
when you run this, what Amazon then does is once it's approved, they give you a landing page. What's a landing page, Chris? It's a place where people land. No, uh, it's where you're actually driving traffic to. So instead of taking that promo code and driving people directly to your listing page where the listing is, where a normal Amazon customer would see it, right. Amazon lets you drive them to a landing page. It's basically kind of like a tailored search results page mm -hmm. where they do like a search for the ASIN. So it's the only thing that comes up. Mm -hmm. um, but if you have multiple ASINs listed, it will display all of the things that the coupon is valid on. Um, and I should say promo code, not coupon, because coupon's a different thing, but that the promo code is valid on all of those ASINs in that list that you created so that you're not driving traffic that may or may not convert directly to that listing. Now, how Amazon is counting all of that stuff inside of this system, you know, versus like the impressions and the sessions on your regular page, we're not sure of yet, right? But it, if it's anything like how the rest of Amazon works, this traffic kind of counts outside of that conversion rate. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, I, I really want to highlight that, though, because, OK, what the landing page is allowing us to do. And this is something that, you know, we actually have done in the past and we're going to continue to do it even with our own pages because we can control them. Right. So we can add our pixel on it from Facebook and all that stuff. But what they're allowing us to do here is create a very, very simple landing page that does not affect or hurt our conversion on our listing. It's kind of like a buffer page in a sense, if you want to think about it that way. Um, before what we were talking about doing, and Chris, we've done this because we didn't want to drive directly to our product page. What we were doing is driving people to our store page. This way here, then they would have to click on the product that they were interested in, and then they would go in and maybe use the code. Um, and then this way here, it was like a buffer page in a sense. This is better because it's more of a product page that's geared towards that discount, okay? And uh, and then from here, we can only get the traffic that's going to convert to go over to our page. So I think that's really important to understand that, yes, all this new stuff that they're doing within the code and even some tracking stuff, like that is all really cool. What I'm really excited about is it's it's a page that we're able to take and then share and, and drive traffic to without it hurting our conversion on our product page. I think that's the big one for me. Yeah. Okay. And I, you know, if, if you, if you guys have listened to like the episodes we did with Jason bear, one of the things that they did and they're, they're driving external traffic on like a massive scale. And it's something that we do as well. What before we were driving, like we would go to Amazon and search just the ASIN, mm -hmm. right? So that we could get the search results page for just the ASIN. Nothing else would show, you know, we could drive them to the search results page. And then if they clicked through, we would consider that to be valid traffic. So they were not just driving a bunch of lookers and driving down that conversion rate. Right. Amazon right. is in, in a sense doing that for us now. Mm -hmm. yep. Now what I'm doing, Scott on the fly here is I'm pulling up this page because I've only set up a handful of these so far, but I'm pretty sure what happens and it's even cooler than them just clicking through to the listing. Is it, of course the promo has ended. Uh, I believe it actually auto applies that coupon for them. So oh, it takes okay. them, it just lets you add it to the cart. And it automatically, automatically applies it. So you it don't automatically have to copy and paste that, and all that stuff. Right, right. Yep. Okay, that's so cool. So basically all they're doing is clicking a buy button. Mm -hmm. They automatically get the 25, 50 if you want to. I don't know why you would. 99% mm -hmm. off. Uh, <laughs> right. However you want to set that up, right? They get that applied automatically and they can check out. All right, let me let me just read what, what it says in the tab so people can just kind of understand what they're actually, this is their language. This is from inside of the promotions area inside your, your account. And again, to get there, just go advertising promotions. Um, and then you'll click in there and it'll show you like social media promo code, free shipping, percentage off, buy one, get one, giveaway. 
Um, and, uh, you know, so basically that's your option. So now a social media promo code is there if, if it's, in, you know, if it's turned on in your account and here's what it says, create a custom promo code and receive a unique marketing page to share with customers through social media, emails, or influencer marketing. Um, you control how to market the promotion and how many units and transactions customers can redeem. Pretty straightforward, pretty powerful. Um, so you notice how they said social media, Facebook, Instagram, right? Emails, we build email lists, and then influencer marketing, finding people. So this is basically everything that we've been talking about is now they're building a page to help you drive traffic to that page. So finally, finally. Um, and with some pretty cool features. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of like give you guys the language that they're in and really like their details. Um, and it's pretty, pretty simple, but it's pretty powerful. Um, all right. What else, Chris, what else did we want to discuss on this here? Um, we talked about, you know, you having been able to have the code. Let, let me ask you this. Um, cause I didn't see the page that you had set up. What's the page look like? Is it customizable or is it just pretty straightforward? Does it look yeah, or does it look good? Eh, it looks like a search results page. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, it's a, if you and I were doing, um, if we were creating our own landing page in something like ClickFunnels or lead pages, it would not look like that. Uh, let me put it that way. It's it's a very, for lack of a better term, Amazon attempt at a landing page. Uh, <laughs> the heart is there, and it converts okay, um, but it's definitely not an ideal quote unquote landing page, but it, it's a heck of a lot better than not having a landing page. And something that you just touched on, Scott, that I want to make sure we don't gloss over, you know, they're talking about, okay, it's for influencer marketing and emails and social media and all of these things up to this point, we kind of had to do those things one at a time, right? Right. Because we weren't able to track those things individually. And so if we were running, you know, say three influencers all at once, unless we set up three individual promotions, we weren't really able to to track that. And if they're all coming in at the same time and you get 20 sales, unless you actually go back and most people don't even know that this exists, uh, and look at your promotions report, which for those of you guys who don't know that it exists, uh, it's under reports, fulfillment, sales, promotions, right? They hide it from you. <laughs> um, you just go, okay, well I, you know, I reached out to 30 influencers and I got 20 sales for, you know, for five days in a row. That's awesome. It, it converted really well, but unless you actually dove into that report and looked, you wouldn't know. Now Amazon is forcing you to kind of create unique URLs for each of those people and unique promote promotional codes for each of those people. If you're doing it this way and this is how you should do it so that you're not driving just random traffic to your listing and it's making tracking that a heck of a lot easier as well. No, I, I, I really like it. I like that feature. And I mean, just having them, I guess, kind of like understand the importance of it, but now giving us more tools. Now, of course, they're getting traffic that's being driven to their, to their, you know, to their site, you know, to, you know, to get them more, more sales. So, you know, why wouldn't they want to do it? But to me, it, it is an attempt anyway, for them to help us as sellers, of course, help them drive traffic. Because even if someone comes over and they go through that page and they don't end up buying our product, they're going to be led to Amazon. Right. right. So they're getting us to drive traffic for free to them. And we're hoping that they buy our product, but they could just go on there and just keep shopping and buy all the other stuff. So they're not just doing it out of the kindness of their hearts. <laughs> Are you sure? I know that for sure. Um, so that that's a fact. Um, all right. So is there anything else that we needed to discuss on this part here that I'm missing? Was there more news or was that 
Was that the gist of it? No, I think that was about it. I did quickly want to share, Scott, you asked me like how well it was converting. For us, it converted right around 4%. Okay. Um, now, here's the deal, right? We only gave 25% off there. That is in, in one test that we did. Obviously, mm -hmm. if we gave away more, of course. We, would, we would be able to do more, right? Um, but just by comparison, uh, let me see. And what did we, we, also we, ran, what, did we, what did we do to ahead. drive traffic to that? Uh, we sent it out in an email. Okay. Okay. And I don't even think, I have to look at the email. I don't even know if we mentioned the discount or if we just said, we did. And we only sent one email. Okay. Um, normally we would send three, but it was kind of, uh, it, well, you, you know what's going on with the product. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had a little bit of an issue with the product and how Amazon was shipping it. Uh, and so I decided not to send the other two emails in that sequence, but really, I mean, we just kind of passively mentioned it. But it converted at just under 4%, sending them to that landing page. Mm. So something that's really interesting for me that comes out of that is, okay, if we had sent that to our main listing, we would have driven down our conversion rate, which sure. in one day is not a huge deal. No. But for me, anytime I cannot drag down my main conversion rate and I can track the specific conversion rate of something otherwise, then I want to do that, right? Mm. I always want to track it. And Amazon, unless somebody out there has found it, and if you have, please email me at support at theamazingseller.com, uh, a, a report exclusively for this promo code. Scott, in our email, I know how many clicks we got on that link, and I'm just dividing that by how many sales that I see in the promotions sure. report. Um, now, let the, me... The let promotion me, has been over for 48 hours now, so we, okay. can, let we me, can get a pretty good idea. Let, let, let me ask you this now, because th this is what's swirling around in my head, and I'm sure other people might be thinking the same thing. Okay, this is great and all. And to me, it's, it's an easy way for someone that doesn't want to build their own landing page, doesn't want to drive their own really like, you know, I mean, they can drive their traffic, but they're not really having to go out there and figure out like all of the ins and outs of that landing page and codes and all that stuff. Right. But for us, like, and again, I mean, depending on when you guys are listening to this, you know, we use giveaway boost to build our email list using right now. Uh, what is a giveaway? Like we create landing pages inside of there very easily using giveaway boost. It's basically a WordPress plugin. Um, and a lot of you have probably already, uh, you know, used it. Um, and a lot of you have built pretty sizable email lists, but the other thing that we're doing, and this is another part and Chris, I'm just going to mention it, even though it may, might not be live by the time that this is aired, but you never know it will be. Um, and what we're creating is a landing page, um, option. So we can create our own coupons or our own discount to our own landing page that we can put a Facebook pixel on and we can do all of that stuff. And then once they enter their name and email address, we'll be able to give them that code. Why would I want to do this versus do the other? I guess, Chris, what would be, is there a pros and cons or just the ease of use of using Amazon's not being able to collect the email? I think the answer is it depends. Depends on what your goal is, right? And for me, I like both of them, mm -hmm. right? I, I think they both have their place. For a launch, it makes more sense to drive that traffic with a lower barrier to entry, right? So if I already have that email, and in our case, what I did was I took our email list and I drove our email list to that social media promotions landing page that Amazon created for it. I could do the same thing on Facebook and I could track how they perform independently, right? Which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I don't want to drive all that traffic to my listing. In the case of the other thing, we're using that more to get buyer email addresses, mm -hmm. right? So we discounted the product, I think it was 25%. Mm -hmm. 
And after ad spend and everything, Scott, it ended up being basically a 30% discount mm -hmm. on what we would sell that product for. But we also acquired an email address out of that. I'm not necessarily going to do that to launch because that's a much slower process. Sure. In turn, and and I have ad spend associated with it and all of those things, right? I, there's a lot of dials that I need to tweak to get that to work extremely scalably for me mm -hmm. versus this where I can just take any asset that I have and drive traffic to it. Does that make sense? Does it, that answer it, your question? It does. And it also brings up a great point. Of course. Oh, I thought you were going to say it brings up another question. <laughs> no, well, it, it kind of does. But I mean, I, um, I kind of know the answer because this is my thoughts and I think that you would agree. If we already have the email list, we would probably create one of these promotions and run people to that list or to that page. Okay. If we are driving outside traffic, Facebook ads, I want to collect an email address in exchange for that coupon, that, that discount. Because now, even if they don't buy, which by the way, if they're going to hit our landing page, we have it set up that they would enter their name and email address. And then from there on the next page, they would get their coupon code. And then from there, they would be linked to over to the listing. So we have that buffer page, that landing page in a sense, but we've also collected the email. I'm not going to send them to that collect the email address if they're already on my email list, right? I've already done that. So that would be the difference for me. If I am going to drive Facebook ads, I'm driving it to my own landing page that I can collect a name and email address in exchange for the coupon. Plus I can drop a Facebook pixel on that page and then start building a custom audience um, inside of there. So that's what I would say for me is how I would use it. I would use I, their page for that purpose. I completely agree with that. And here's why, Scott, if I'm spending money on somebody, I want to know that I'm getting something in return, right? Absolutely. In this case, in the case of how we use this social media promo code, I already know who that customer is potentially, yep. right? I, I already have an, an ability to take another whack at yep. getting them to buy something. This is something we were talking about inside the classroom a couple days ago. Like, why do we get email addresses? Well, it's to take another whack at them, right? right. If I'm spending money, I, I don't ever want to spend money. And it's a mistake I see businesses make all the time. You know my background. I, I've spent millions of dollars in pay-per-click through different businesses and managed a ton of different PPC. And one of the different, or one of the problems that I see all the time with businesses is they spend money to try to get somebody. And if they don't get them to buy right away, that person disappears forever. So yeah. I pay $2 to get a click and then nothing happens. And that person disappears into the ether. Yeah. I would rather spend another 50 cents to get their email and be able to talk to them forever or try to hit them with a retargeting ad. Right. Right? right. I can't do that on Amazon. Yeah. So Amazon but, doesn't have any place for us to drop a Facebook pixel or anything like that right. as of right now. Right. So right. you don't have as much control over the page. Again, you don't have the, really the control of the look of the page either. So again, if people are already familiar with our brand because we have them on an email list, that's what I would do. If I was not doing it that way, but I, let's say you're still going through a launch and you want to drive Facebook ads to a landing page with a discount. Maybe you want to offer 50% off or maybe you want to offer 30% off. That's fine drive them to your own landing page, collect the email address. And on the next page, the thank you page, we call that, that would be, okay, cool. Thanks. Here's your discount code. And here's the link to the product. Boom, boom. Now let's say, for example, they didn't redeem that for whatever reason, we can send a follow-up email and say, Hey, just in case you forgot your coupon code is this, and here's the, the link to the page. So now we can follow up with them. If you land on Amazon page, you're going to be basically, they're going to, they're going to click off and they won't be back. Now, could they run retargeting Amazon themselves? Sure they could, but doesn't mean that we can control that. I can turn on a Facebook ad that retargets anyone that's hit my landing page tomorrow and get something back in front of these people. Um, so just different, different things, I guess, different, I guess, different pages, different, 
different ways to connect with your, your potential audience. But again, how to use them to me is really clear. The email list is first. I'm going to drive those people that are already on the list over to an Amazon page, which is a trusted page. Okay. Cause they're going to go to amazon.com, which is great. And anyone that is not on my email list, I'm going to drive them to my own landing page, collect the email address in exchange for the coupon, Facebook, you know, tracking pixel, retargeting ads, all of that stuff. And this would be a great place to, to, to kind of remind you guys that if you have not checked out our build list uh, workshop, you definitely probably want to do that. We go through everything in detail. That's uh, at theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. And inside of that, you'll see exactly how we've done it, how we continue to do it. And also giveaway boost. Um, that is something that we helped uh, create with Chris Guthrie. Um, who you guys probably have heard of before. I've had him on the podcast a few times, good friend of ours, but he helped us build something that now we're going to be calling giveaway, uh, boost, uh, 2.0, um, where we're going to be actually having these pages being built to collect the email in exchange for that coupon code. Um, so again, if it's not there, it will be very, very soon. And, um, really excited about that. So anything else you want to wrap up with Chris before we officially wrap up? Well, we got a whole other promo type to talk about. Oh man, we we are, I thought we were winding down. I forgot all about it. <laughs> Go ahead, well, brother. We, we started. We kind of touched around the edges of it in this, but the other massive update. And Scott, you and I were just talking about. I forgot all uh, about it. Drive, driving external <laughs> traffic to Amazon and how untrackable it is. Turns out, not so untrackable anymore. Uh, <laughs> and it, I don't know how long this has been out, but I just noticed it a few days ago and I had some other people who hadn't noticed it as well comment and say the same thing. Basically, if you guys have a storefront and Scott, you, you mentioned that we created a storefront on Amazon, yep. right? And if you guys haven't done that yet, try to do it. See if it's inside of your account. Yeah, you should it. actually have a completely different tab inside of Amazon. Basically, Amazon is letting you create like a, an e-commerce landing page, right? Yeah. Where you have nice big images of the product and descriptions so that you can drive traffic to that rather than driving it specifically to your listing. This would be for anything that doesn't have like a promo running currently like you're doing with the social media codes, sure. right? Or if you just want to give people a full selection, right? And Scott, like what you and I did for Black Friday is we just said, okay, you know, 20% off and we sent them to the storefront page. I would still probably rather do that um, than the uh, social media promo codes just because of how the landing page is set up. Mm -hmm. And I actually have control over the layout and all of those things inside of the storefront. But... What they did is they actually rolled out a new feature called <laughs> drive traffic with ads. Uh, no, <laughs> it's called sources. And this functions like Google Analytics, right? Okay. And if you guys aren't familiar with that, if you have a website, please, in the name of all that is holy, install Google Analytics, even if you're never going to use it, just so that at some point, if someone like me comes to your business and you say, what's broken on my website, I can take a look and find out, right? Um, but basically, inside of your storefront, Scott, Amazon has what they call the insights tab. And it tells me how many people landed on my storefront versus how many sales and also where those sales came from. Mm. But up until now, it was basically, you know, Amazon PPC. Uh, it was, I think it's listed as sponsored products because that's the real name of it. Amazon headline search ads, Amazon organic traffic. Yes, they break stuff out by source, uh, but only for traffic on the storefront. They've also now added a feature called create a source tag. And what that allows you to do is you can type in something. And I'm going to do this while we're here, like Facebook ads, right? Now, I wouldn't do this that generically. Uh, and we can talk about that here in a minute. But what they're doing is 
they're then creating a link and it's called a UTM variable. It's a big fancy name. Um, basically the link says channel equals and then whatever you typed in is the name. So they're taking the storefront page, your amazon.com slash store slash, you know, whatever the alphanumeric thing is. Mm -hmm. And they're adding a little variable on the back end so that anytime somebody clicks on that link, it gets tagged as that channel. Now, mm -hmm. it's not as in-depth as what you could do inside of something like Google Analytics where I can tag channel, medium, campaign, right? I can break it down to that level. Right now, it's just channel, um, but it's still a heck of a lot better than anything else. So, Scott, for email, over time, if every time we run a link to the Amazon storefront, whether it's a specific product inside of that or just the homepage of that storefront, we can then track the conversion rate directly from that email without a promotional code, mm. which is something yeah. we could never do in the past. No, no, that's that, that's actually big. It really is to be able to to kind of look at, you know, how how well something is done from a certain source. Uh, you know what I mean? Like a lot of times if you don't have that, you're kind of guessing, right? It's like, well, let's see. I sent an email. All right. And. I know I sent it to my list and I normally get 10 sales a day. Today I got 25. So you can say 15 sales came from the email. Maybe. All right. There's no definite. So yeah, I mean, I think that's huge. And I know that you're all fired up about it because you love, you love being able to track stuff. I so. spend half my day creating UTM links, uh, <laughs> which, you know, for this is, is kind of interesting. And even if you only used it for a handful of things, like when you send those emails and you drive that traffic to your storefront page, one, Scott, we're, we're able then to create that buffer page, yes. right? Like you and I talked about between the customer, potential customer and the listing. So that only the people that are clicking through are really taking advantage of it. But two, we're then actually able to track how well that performs by source. So not only do I know that I got, you know, 156 clicks from an email, but I know that it converted into uh, $42.46 or $167.34. I'm just rattling off some numbers that are in the back end here. Um, <laughs> we haven't actually tracked any of that stuff yet, but you know, here it says Amazon headline search ads, you know, in the last 30 days, they contributed directly to the storefront $186.84 in revenue. Well, if I'm spending more than that on Amazon search ads, I probably want to turn those off or tweak those, mm. right? Same thing with Facebook ads. If I decide that I want to run a Facebook ad to my storefront, I can now actually see how many sales are associated to that Facebook ad. Hmm. And a lot of people, Scott, are probably wondering, well, why don't you just use a promo code? What's the problem with just using a promo code to track that? Well, again, you're only being able to look at, at that code. You're not able to look at like the, the actual traffic itself. You're only able to look at the, the use of the code, I should say. Yeah. And that, that I think is the key. It's the use of that code. That was always the issue, right? Right. When we launched our first product in the brand that you guys hear us talk about all the time, half the people that bought didn't use the promo code. Right. So we're not, you know, we can't say with 100% certainty. Now we're 99.999% sure. Cause we had no PPC on Amazon mm -hmm. running and we didn't rank organically right. that all of those sales came from that email list. But now I would know for sure. Right. And that is huge in terms of Amazon because I'm not dumping money into stuff or time or effort into stuff that I can't track. Yeah. And even if you're not like a massive numbers person, set this up 
and use it. Yeah. Right. If you haven't set up your storefront, you should be setting that up anyway. It's something I think Amazon is going to push more and more for. As long as you have the functionality inside of your account, make sure that you're using it. Um, it takes a half an hour to set it up. And then as you add new products, you need to add them there as well. But then you at least have that resource. Same thing with this, Scott. If you're sending emails, even if you don't ever want to go into your storefront insights and look at the sources, make sure you set those links up so that you can track that. It's something that a lot of businesses miss out on. And I know our buddy Jason could go off on a huge rant about this because they're extremely particular about how they track stuff. Mm. But if you ever want to do a, an outside analysis, and when we do hot seats, Scott, you and I talk about this, like it's easy for somebody from the outside to come in and say, okay, here's what's broken. Right. But outside of the top level stuff, if I'm just seeing that you're driving a ton of traffic and I don't know where that traffic is coming from, I can't diagnose that at the source to say, well, you have a Facebook ads issue or you have an email issue. It's all of the traffic. Right. And so we have an issue somewhere, but we can't identify where it is. Make sure you're taking advantage of stuff like this so that if you ever want somebody to come in from the outside or you want to sell the business that you can go to a business buyer and say, hey, look, every time we send an email to our list about our Amazon products, it gets us a thousand dollars. Well, how do you know that? Here's how we know that we're sending one a month. If you send three a month, it might go down to 600 bucks, but you're at $1,800. Mm. Right. Yeah. And if we can start to show those numbers, it makes the value of that business go up. Yeah. Right. Big time. Yeah. Big, so, big, big time. L let me ask you this though. So, okay. On that, on our storefront page, are, so are we're able now to be able to see traffic or were we always being able to see the traffic as a whole? You were able to see traffic by source. Okay. Uh, but it, you didn't have the ability to create a source. So it was like headline search ads, organic traffic, other. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So you couldn't, uh, but now you can have like almost like an itemized list of your different traffic sources and see that's what contributed to the, the, tra the traffic on that page. Right. And so just looking at this guy in the last 30 days, um, and we haven't done anything that I'm aware of with this, with the storefront in the last 30 days, as of recording this, we haven't sent an email to it. No. I don't think mm -mm. in the last 30 days, uh, 413 views wow. from headline search ads. Okay. 78 just from Amazon organically, which I'm not even sure how they're getting there unless they click on like our brand logo. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way inside I of a search up. already. Right. right. Um, 487 from other sources. Well, how mm. freaking helpful is that? Yeah, I know. it's not. I right. don't have any idea where those people came from, but they now have a new column called tagged sources. Now, as of setting this up, we haven't driven any traffic through those tagged sources. So that's a big fat zero. But then we go, we can go over to the revenue, Amazon headline search ads, a dollar 86 or $186 and 84 cents in the last 30 days. Other sources, 167.34, right? Amazon organic traffic, 42.46. So that means we've sold two, and I actually just happen to know what product that is based off of that. It's probably two units of that product, Scott, mm -hmm. um, from people clicking around and finding our storefront. If we were driving intentional traffic here, we might see something different. Mm. So those 487 random visits from other sources resulted in almost as much sales as the Amazon headline search ads, but I have no idea where those came from, if we paid for the, you know, where did they come from? So if like that came from an email, I, you know, that's a dollar a click. Yeah. That, so, okay. So basically the other thing that is cool now is I'm just kind of thinking off the fly here is like, okay, so we have a Facebook page and we have a Facebook store in a sense. So we can create our own 
tag in a sense that will tag them if they came from that source. So now we know that our Facebook store actually drove people to our whatever, our page or even a product for that matter. But so to that page and then from there, we're able to say, okay, we made so many sales. Is that, am I following that correctly? Yeah. So the way that it, that it would work, and if you guys aren't familiar with storefront, it's basically the, the homepage of the storefront is like all of your products. Right. Right. But as you drill into that, you can create individual pages for each of them if you want to. So what we would probably want to do, Scott, and I don't think we've done that yet. We're just currently linking directly to yes. that. So we would want to set up those individual pages inside of our storefront on Amazon. And then what we'd be able to do is take that Facebook store, yep. right? Which is guys, if you guys aren't familiar with that, it's a pretty cool feature. Check it out. If you're doing any content on Facebook, you can basically link a product directly to it yeah. and you have a URL that you're able to give it. Right. Yeah, it's great. So we would take that storefront page for our garlic press and add that little variable in the back end that Amazon created for us. And it says question mark channel equals, mm -hmm. right? And then whatever that is. So in that case, we would use Facebook store. Yep. And we would use that URL for all of the ones inside of that Facebook store. Gotcha. Then for any time we posted in the page itself, which is different from the store, if we just mentioned the product, we would use, you know, Facebook dash page exactly. or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. Now in our case, Scott, and this is this is where that gets kind of like nitty gritty, is if we post a video and we tag those products, if they click on the tag, they're going through the store. Sure. But if they click on the link in the description on Facebook, they would get tagged with that other link. So that that would actually be really interesting then because then we know exactly which link in that post they're clicking on as well. Mm -hmm. um, but then we can come back and say, okay, well, you know, tagging all those products doesn't actually really do anything for us. The people who buy are buying through the main link. So I don't have to worry about tagging the products. I highly doubt that that's the case because of the shareability and all of those kinds of things on Facebook. But you know, if they're only clicking the one link, then I know what to focus my time and energy and effort around. I want to write more copy around that link in my Facebook post, or I want to make the video better and make sure I mention the thing underneath it because that's what's driving all of that traffic. For me. Yeah. So in a sense, we're kind of creating little pretty links in a sense. So we could technically create one too if we did a Facebook Live, correct? Yeah. And, and all you would have to do, uh, as long as we had that, that UTM variable mm -hmm. and I, it's one of the most ridiculous things, it's just a little snippet of code that goes on the back end. It's literally a question mark. And then it says channel equals mm -hmm. and whatever the channel is. Right. Mm -hmm. So it'd be FB dash live. Yep. Right. And so we could go into pretty links, which for those of you guys who don't know, it's basically a way to take any, any link online and customize the layout of it. So we could make it uh, scottvolker.com slash pretty, yep. right? And that would actually then redirect to our Amazon store. And Amazon would count that as a Facebook Live click. Yeah, that, that'd be huge, I think, because again, a lot of times, uh, I mean, we've done that before with pretty links, so we can kind of see the traffic that's going through, but to actually see a full out conversion, it's a whole nother game. You know, and then to say, wow, we did a Facebook live and we had a hundred people click over and we had 25 people buy. Wow. That's pretty damn good. We should probably do more of those. And we should probably promote that post. Now we should probably drive traffic to that post. Like, so that, that's everything that I'm getting excited about is being able to really track that from the start to the finish, uh, which is really cool. And, and here's the deal. Like if people have heard us talk about this in the past, we generally don't want to add in hurdles for people to, no, right. to do stuff, right. but if it means that I can track it, then I'm going to do it, right? Mm -hmm. It makes business sense for me to take the extra 30 seconds to add that little 
what is it, 10 characters, question mark, channel equals, mm -hmm. right, plus whatever the, the source name is. The biggest thing that I see people miss here, Scott, is you got to use it consistently, right? right? You want to use the same one every time, so you right. got to make it obvious. Right. FB Live, FB Store, FB Page. Um, all you have to do is pin it that way, and okay. then you know. Now, the kind of downside to that is, well, we can track the channel. I can't track it back to a specific post. Gotcha. Gotcha. At this point. Right. But I will take... This is light years ahead of where we oh, were yeah. last week. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> I, I will take this. What we can do on our own site is I can track every individual post. I can track everything that we've ever done if we wanted to get that nitty gritty. And we do that when we run Facebook ads and when we run Google ads and when we run some of that kind of stuff. But this in and of itself helps me understand what we're doing and how it's functioning on Amazon, even if it is just at a higher level, mm. right? Because it's a much more granular view than we had in the past. I'm able to say, yes, our email drove this number of sales. Yes, our Facebook drove this number of sales. Well, if we scale our email list and our Facebook following, then we're going to scale the sales that come from those channels, right? Yeah, yeah. Or our email didn't drive any sales. What am I doing incorrectly? Right, yeah. No, it's it gives you something to measure, you know, and I think I've said that all along. I mean, it's hard to do with within Amazon, but now they're making it at least a little bit easier. So, why not take advantage of that? Again, not to overcomplicate things, not to go where you have to track every little thing, but you know, to get a little bit of what's working and what's not, and then being able to really dial that up um, and turn down what's not, I think is really, really important. And I think will ultimately help you. Another reason though, guys, that we're talking a lot about, especially lately, is brand building, right? Like building your brand. So this way here, you can go ahead and drive people to that page, but then there's related products. They might buy one, they might buy another, they might buy another, right? Um, that's the big thing that I really want people to, to take away here. Um, so is that officially it now, Chris? Is that it? Or you got one more update? I mean, come on. You just I, got, I mean, I got all day to talk about this stuff, but I think that's <laughs> kind of the, that was kind of the gist of what we wanted to talk about, right? There's two new things that you guys are going to take a look in your account about. Uh, you know, if it's not there yet, email Amazon and ask them why. But yeah. anytime they roll these things out, they tend to slowly roll them out. Uh, even if it was something that was restricted to brand registry, right? Like when I made the post, somebody said, oh yeah, I think I saw that last week. And our buddy Nick said, oh, hey, you know, I got that last night mm. and ran a thing. Um, and then ours showed up, you know, like halfway through the day the next day. They tend to slowly roll those things out and see how people are using them. I would suggest making the, the biggest use out of both of these resources as you possibly can. The social media promo codes thing, I think, changes uh, the way that people have been launching uh, pretty significantly because we're able to drive traffic and we're able to a page that doesn't necessarily screw up our conversion rate. And we're able to kind of isolate that inside of a promotion and we're able to limit the number of units if that was a concern for you. And for us, it really wasn't right. If somebody wanted to buy 300 of something that we were selling for 25 percent off go for it. But if you have a lot of sizes or colors, you don't want people to be able to get all of your sizes and colors in one transaction. Yeah. You're able to do that now with the social media promo codes. And then on the storefront side of things, if you don't have a storefront set up and you have that function in your account, set it up and start to track this stuff. And Scott, you've heard me say this before, but I think it's a Peter Drucker quote, you know, what gets measured gets managed or what's, what gets measured gets improved. And because we're now able to measure some of those things, we're actually going to be able to massively improve what we're doing because we'll know what's working and what's not. Mm. And I say it all the time, usually around PPC, 
but 90% of business is doing more of what works and less of what doesn't. <laughs> right. And, so simple. <laughs> right. If only. Yeah. But I mean, it sounds it sounds ridiculous to say that, but it's so true. Right. It we is. need to figure out what's working so we can do more of it and what isn't so we can do less of it or so we can fix it. Mm. And now Amazon is finally giving us the tools to be able to do that within the Amazon ecosystem. Now, one last thing. I would not say build your Amazon storefront and then. Don't worry about building your own website. Don't worry about doing any of that. Right, that kind right, of stuff. right, right. I would do this as kind of a an in-between step, right? So get your listing up, start selling, then build your storefront so you have a place to drive some of that external traffic to, and then go and go and build your own channel once you're up and you're selling and you're comfortable. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, I, I think it's just another part of like the setup, right? I think you're exactly. setting up your listing, you're setting up your account, you're, you're doing all of that stuff this would just be another step in that. And it's not that big of a deal to do, right? I mean, especially if you only have one, two or three products, right? It's not going to be that difficult. So yeah, definitely get it set up. So you have another footprint, right? You have another place for uh, people to find you or even, even be able to just check out your, your company. Um, so it's kind of like a little mini website in a sense that will, again, let people know that you are fully like set up, you know, like you're, you're not just like having like a, a little stand out front and, uh, you know, of your, of your driveway and you don't have a store really. Um, you know what I mean? So you want everything kind of there for people to be able to experience and kind of do a little bit of a back check. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's pretty exciting. A lot of cool things here and we'll keep you guys updated as far as how things are going, what we're experimenting with all that stuff. Cause we are experimenting. I mean, heck, I was at a Yankee game and, uh, you know, Chris was uh, texting me uh, about all of these uh, things that he was getting ready to set up and test. And I'm like, sounds cool to me, man. Set it up. So uh, just, just blowing up your phone, just blowing it up. Um, so, yeah, no, this is this is good stuff. So, guys, here's what I want to do. I want to remind you one thing. Do not think you have to do everything. Don't think you have to do everything. These are just things that once you get set up, once you get started, these are things that now we can add, right? We can do one thing at a time, but do not think that you have to do it all. I mean, heck, we're not doing it all. We're just getting things set up in certain areas. We've, you know, done certain things first before we've done things that we want to do because we felt that they were more important. Take the things that you can do right now, the quickest things, but the things that you feel will, will really benefit your products, your brand, and do those first. And just chunk it out. Maybe write all the things you want to do and then start checking things off as you go through that list. And the other thing is, is like just in time learning. Don't worry about learning how to put in the tracking code right now. If you're not there yet, you'll figure that out when you get there. All right. So here's the resources I want to leave you guys with. The show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 489. Another resource I want to give you guys is we've talked a lot about building an email list. Head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. You'll learn all about building a list, how to drive that external traffic. And then also you'll hear a little bit about giveaway boost and kind of what we're doing there and how we're building this tool really to help us uh, build these pages and really get out there and leverage that outside traffic and building that email list. All right. So that's pretty much it. That's all I got. Chris, anything else you want to wrap up with before we officially close this baby down? I think, uh, everything that I want to wrap up with Scott is going to happen when we officially close this baby down. Oh, cool. Let's do it then. All right, guys, that is it. That is going to wrap it up. Remember as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud. Chris is going to say it with me on the count of three, I believe, right, Chris? Sure. <laughs> One, two, three, take, take action. action.
Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now, that was good, Chris. That was good. Just the last part. The whole rest of the episode was trash. So- <laughs>